Is there more to life than being happy? And what's the difference between being happy and having meaning in life? Even though life is getting objectively better by nearly every conceivable standard, more people feel hopeless, depressed, and alone. According to the research, what predicts this despair is not a lack of happiness; it's a lack of something else, a lack of having meaning in life. Many psychologists define happiness as a state of comfort and ease, feeling good in the moment. Meaning, though, is deeper. The renowned psychologist Martin Seligman says meaning comes from belonging to and serving something beyond yourself, and from developing the best within you. Our culture is obsessed with happiness, but I came to see that seeking meaning is the more fulfilling path. And the studies showed that people who have meaning in life, they're more resilient, they do better in school and at work, and they even live longer. So this all made me wonder. How can we each live more meaningfully? I found that there are what I call four pillars of a meaningful life. The first pillar is belonging. Belonging comes from being in relationships where you're valued for who you are intrinsically, and where you value others as well. True belonging springs from love. It lives in moments among individuals, and it's a choice you can choose to cultivate belonging with others. For others, the key to meaning is the second pillar, purpose. Now, finding your purpose is not the same thing as finding that job that makes you happy. Purpose is less about what you want than about what you give. A hospital custodian told me her purpose is healing sick people. Many parents tell me my purpose is raising my children. The key to purpose is using your strengths to serve others. The third pillar of meaning is also about stepping beyond yourself, but in a completely different way: transcendence. Transcendent states are those rare moments when you're lifted above the hustle and bustle of daily life. Your sense of self fades away, and you feel connected to a higher reality. For one person I talked to, transcendence came from seeing art. For another person, it was at church. For me, I'm a writer, and it happens through writing. The fourth pillar is storytelling, the story you tell yourself about yourself. Creating a narrative from the events of your life brings clarity. It helps you understand how you became you. But we don't always realize that we're the authors of our stories and can change the way we're telling them. Your life isn't just a list of events. You can edit, interpret, and retell your story, even as you're constrained by the facts. Happiness. Comes and goes, but when life is really good and when things are really bad, having meaning gives you something to hold on to. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast, where we share some real-life tools, tips, and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back to the third episode of the Real Life Tips podcast, everyone. My name is Mono, and I'm joined by my colleague Leon. How's it, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome back. Tonight we're going to go very deep. We're going to cut deep. We're actually going to talk about the meaning of life. Mono, tell us what that's about. Wow. Yeah. So Leon, I actually came across this、um, four pillars of a meaningful life. A、snippet of a TED Talk, and I actually had to go back just to find out a little bit more about it, and to go actually listen to the entire talk. 
And it was insane. It was really, really, it was so impactful because I think it just grabbed me at the right time of my life. Um, mm. I was actually going through a tough time uh, trying to figure out, <laughs> I don't know, uh, what the meaning of life is. And uh, I wouldn't call it depression, but to a certain degree, I suppose it was uh, a very tough point in my life. And I came across this TED Talk. And for me, it just, it just instantly hooked me um, in the sense that Emily there in that specific talk, she's referring to, you know, the fact that a lot of people try and chase happiness. And for me, that's always been a thing. Uh, for me, that's always been a thing that I've tried to do for myself. I always try to wake up and if I don't feel excited about anything, then I always try and overplay my hand by trying to act more happy. And in turn, I expect to be more happy. So uh, for me, that just really resonated in the sense that I really wanted to find out more about this. What do you mean that there's a formula to, to being more happy that is more sustainable than you trying to force yourself to be happy? And our episode last week, we talked a little bit more about you know, the, the, the fact that I believe in formulas, in life formulas. And I suppose... Anything that you can summarize and you can count on your hand in a number of different steps uh, would make it a lot easier for me to grasp and would make it a lot more actionable for me. So that's something that stood out to me. Yeah, man. Um, I think this is a topic that's going to, you know, it's going to hit a lot of people right in the gut. I think this is something that is relevant to almost every person that walk the earth at some point in their life and you know it's 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 a part of life it's something that everyone is in pursuit of and um, it's really difficult to find out what that is it's not a tangible thing it's different for every single person and it's very personal it's something that you don't really want to share um, so as money mentioned you know we've all gone through all different walks of life we've got our life experiences uh, some of us had bad, you know, uh, childhoods, maybe some of us had some bad medical conditions, maybe some of us suffered, you know, loss of life in the family and such. These are all things that are, um, you know, situational, so to speak. And it's not really something that should define you. And it's not really stuff that's supposed to um, detract from your meaningfulness of life. It's a very sensitive topic. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know why we want to go so deep, hey, money on the on the third episode. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the people are just leaning in towards this uh, towards the show and we're going deep. But I think this is gonna kind of set the tone. It's a it's a very very um, exposed episode. Uh, we will be quite vulnerable. I think in this episode, you'll learn a lot about myself and money, and um, yeah that's kind of the whole point of it yeah exactly for um i think looking at the four pillars that uh, emily mentioned in in the, her talk um you know starting off with with belonging it's it's such a such a very very important thing that that we tend to overlook that i tended to overlook um i never really saw it as a part of maybe maybe as a form of happiness but never really as a uh, as a part or building block into building a meaningful life. And that was just for me, you know, one of the first key things that she mentioned. And I was like, wow, you know, I, f I feel that there's something bigger coming now and I want to listen to this a little bit more. And especially when you, when you start thinking about belonging in itself, 
I think belonging is such a very crucial part to our to our daily lives without us even realizing it. Maybe some of us realize it more than others. Uh, I mean, you, you do have your social influences that absolutely feed off of belonging. Uh, you have uh, the popular kids in school, the popular kids or, or, or people in your personal groups or in your friend groups or whatever the case is that completely and utterly feed off of belonging and the feeling of belonging right so for me in my personal life belonging has been a very big thing Um, it has been something that i think we all secretly crave and we've um, you know we can we can determine that through the different eras that we went through i mean we went through the punk rock era uh, Leon, you were a very big mm-hmm. part of that as well. I think that's one of the things that, yeah. that drew us together. Uh, and yeah, so so was I. I mean, we we pretty much um, hit puberty in um, in the skateboarding and BMXing and extreme sports era where punk rock was was everything. Um, not not necessarily it wasn't mainstream, but it was it was certainly becoming very very close to mainstream. And that definitely did feed that sense of belonging because if you, even if I didn't like punk rock at first, uh, I definitely you know, fed into that or I definitely leaned into it, uh, so to speak, to say that if I listen to the same music that my friends are listening to or that those kids are listening to, then I would automatically start being a part of their group. And that was absolutely a, a very, very big part of the way that I grew up. Um, I'm sure for you as well, Leon, when when you were skateboarding and, and going through your <laughs> your long hair phase with your facial yeah, piercings. Yeah, my rebellious phase, my, my seeking of attention phase. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, a sense of belonging is something that kind of roots you. It gives you that sense of, um, you know, you've got camaraderie, you've got some people around you that share similar interests and stuff like that. I actually want to refer to a movie that um, made a, like a tattoo on my heart, you know, like one of those movies that made a very, very big difference in my life. Um, And it's the movie In Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know if you've watched it, Manu. It's about, so it's portrayed by Will Smith and his boy. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. And, um, yeah, it's about this guy that just wants to get a proper job and he does everything imaginable to get to that position. And it, you know, at the end of the day, it all works out fine and dandy because it's a movie, (laughs) you know, there needs to be some inspiration, but the whole movie just set the tone 150% about what it is to belong. It's just to walk around among people that, you know, if you were to um, take a test on intellect or IQ or, you know, level the playing field, you'll probably be equals. But because of world and life and, um, you know, division and racial division and gender division and whatever other divisions, people see each other as different. They look down upon each other, etc. And that creates a sense of not belonging to some people people that don't fit in or people that feel that um you know they don't sit next to the same people and they can't relate to the world as it is so absolutely belonging is where it all starts if you don't feel like you belong somewhere whether it's even as minute as in a nice small knit family that could be enough for some people whether it's being a pastor at church and you've got your entire community of churchgoers (laughs) 
that could be very fulfilling. It's different for every person and there's absolutely no textbook right or wrong here. It's literally just about finding a place where you can be comfortable, you can be yourself, people will accept you for who you are and there's absolutely no judgment. You're so right. I think you've almost scraped the surface of, of what I wanted to actually um, add to that. It's the fact that you know the sense of a sense of belonging could be uh, anything from you know having things in common and to a certain extent in the, in the music that you listen to in in the hobbies that you have and the interests that you have. But a lot of the time that extends into the physical realm in the sense of the possessions that you have. And we see this happening over and over again where somebody else uh, or someone in your friend group yeah. gets a new car. The first thing you want to do is 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 get a new car as well. It's just it's 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 having that sense of belonging and having something to have in common uh, that you can that you can share that you can both talk about. I think I've experienced this mostly with you when 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 we first actually started hanging out as well. Uh, there was this very strong sense of you know I was the new kid in the office and you know by the way Leon and I are both colleagues at work as well so. Yo, I was a new kid in the office and everything and I wanted to just fit into the crowd and all that and I did eventually give in to it uh, after peer pressure exactly peer <laughs> pressure exactly that uh, feeding that into my mind on a daily basis and me being a very very analytical person when it comes to my finances and I want to know where each and every single cent goes to and I had a car that was paid off I mean so there was absolutely no reason for me to go ahead and buy a new car uh, but in a sense like that, you know, everybody else around me started buying new cars or they had cool cars and stuff. And you, you do find yourself, you know, giving into that, doing something that makes absolutely no sense mm. because you crave that sense of belonging yeah. to a certain extent. In, in another example that I have as well is um, the fact that it's not, it's, you know, usually it's, um, it could be quite neutral. In some cases, it, it could be, positive uh, sense of belonging. It could have a positive impact on your life as well. But Emily actually in her full TED talk, and by the way, this TED talk, uh, I will link in the show notes as well. So if you're interested and you want to actually go listen to the full TED talk, uh, please go ahead, check out the show notes. I will add it in there. But in her TED talk, she did mention that this could very quickly turn bad. Uh, we see this in a lot of, uh, in a lot of groups of people as well, where peer pressure is a very big thing when it comes to drug influ or drug use and influencing others to get on board to be cool not necessarily you know it sounds really bad when i said to be cool because that's what our parents always used to tell us don't try and be cool and do drugs and stuff like that right so i don't want to put it like that but really it's just to fit yeah. in it's to fit in to get that sense of belonging so i think it is it is such a big part of it and the topic for today before we get into the rest of the four pillars here just to just to get back to it is the fact that we're talking about not necessarily you know just trying to be happy but creating a meaningful life and that's the very first pillar of it the very first pillar of uh, of you know what, what emily expressed yeah. as the four pillars of building a meaningful life i actually life. just want to add one more uh, small thing before we continue to the next topic mana um i'm actually watching a show on netflix at the moment i don't know the etiquette of mentioning of names and stuff yet for podcasting but it's a show called um i'm a murderer um i, I really like my crime stuff and i really enjoy the more realistic stuff of real life 
happenings. And I've watched about the better half of 10 episodes now. And there's, it's, it's about people that did wrong stuff and they found themselves on death row. And it's real people in, on real death row. And there's um, journalists that go and do documentaries about what they did and why it happened. And there's a very, very... There's a, there's a pattern that's developing in this show. I don't even know if the creators of the show have realized it or whether I've just noticed it. But um, most of the people on the show that found themselves on death row, usually because of capital murder um, of one or more people, they all end up that way because of how they wanted to belong in the group of people that they were influenced by when they were younger. Um, there's a lot of gangsters, um, for example, well, what I know as, mm. you know, what we would call gangsters that grew up in difficult places, difficult times. So, you know, you've got that environmental influence as well. And, you know, the guys start doing drugs and then they start doing some soft crimes or petty crimes like shoplifting. And then that develops into, you know, let's steal a car, let's mug a, sh mug a person, etc. And eventually it just goes bad one day and it turns into murder. And from the nine episodes I've watched, it's probably been seven of the episodes has been exactly the same pattern where it was the people looking for a sense of belonging. None of them seem like bad people. And oof, I know I'm going to get hate for this, but they don't really come across as in their hearts. They're terrible people. They were just highly influential, influenceable at a certain age. They were surrounded by the wrong people within, within the wrong environments. Their parents are all bad examples of parents, you know, doing drugs and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it eventually led them to a point where they were so longing to belong that they did the wrong stuff. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. So no, you actually did touch on a very, very sensitive topic there as well that uh, I've realized when I was younger as well that a lot of people get that sense of belonging just at the right time of their lives or just at the wrong time of their lives as well. You know, a sense of belonging is instantly push down on someone once they're you know, looking for it or seeking meaning in their life, seeking direction in their lives as well. So to a certain extent, I have seen that, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily just the, you know, the overall belonging and fitting into any type of group or a certain type mm -hmm. of group. But at some point in your life, if they hit you at the wrong time, they could hit you where it's vulnerable and influence you or persuade you into getting a fake or false sense of belonging as well True. so yeah. but moving on to the next one here so the next this one is, is purpose. One, yes i thought i thought you were going to be so excited to talk about this so purpose Lian, what did you derive when you listened to to this TED talk what was the first thing that came to mind what was what struck you in, in this specific uh, pillar that Emily mentioned? Oh, wow, man. I think this is something that I'm probably most passionate about. And I think everything that I do and what I try and change in my life for the better now um, sprouts out of the sense of trying to find purpose. You know, I've, I've come to a point in my life where, um, and this is not to brag or anything, but I'm, I'm financially stable. I've got a house. I've got a dog. I've got a wife. I've got a pigeon pair of kids. I've got the cars. I've got the materialistic things out of the way and I chased them down like they were going to run away from me and that, as if I was never, ever going to get it. Now I've got it and I feel a bit hollow inside. I got over it very quickly and I, I found myself 
yearning and looking for purpose. Why am I here? What am I going to leave behind? Now, there's a lot of books, and I think we'll leave some in the show notes, Mono, because there's absolutely so many books that you can go and read. But one of the uh, one of the books that I read as a uh, when I was in, in, in more of a leadership role was um, it starts with Why from Simon Sinek, another very very um, influential person in my life. Um, but he he talks about everything starts with why. Everything you do, if you've got a why to it, if there's a purpose, if there's a reason for it. There needs to be a long-lasting reasoning for everything that you do. So purpose comes to the point of it's it's not something about necessarily your family and being a good, uh, actually, yeah, that, it, that that's still purposeful for a lot of people. But what I'm trying to express here is that beyond just family purpose and finding a family and, and raising children and, and having a good married life and so on, Purpose also means giving back. At some stage, you need to be able to take what you've learned or what you've earned and give that back in a meaningful way. I don't mean just going and giving the guy that's begging for money at the robot 10 bucks and then next day you're giving 10 bucks and then by Friday he's got 50 bucks from one dude, but you didn't do anything. You didn't teach him anything. You didn't get him out of his situation. You didn't start a small little community of, um, you know, troubled people and teach them maybe some skills of, um, you know, um, woodwork or something so that they can do something with their lives. You didn't really create any meaning in other people's life. So for me, purpose is really very, very entwined with finding a reason for why you are here. And for me personally, and I mean, this is maybe not the same for everyone, but for me personally, I feel acutely aware of the fact that my purpose in life is to take my experiences, take my fortunate um, life that I've had so far um, and and somehow find a way to grow that to a position that I can give back and I can give back to the world. I don't know, Mona, what do you feel? You're, about you touched on so many topics there that I wanted to, to cut in. Um, but we spoke about this yesterday. It's just not part of my personality. It's not part of my character, right? The first point that I wanted to to mention was your know, the 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 very fact that you you find yourself okay with and happy and content to a certain degree with what you've accomplished in life. Mm. And I guess I'm in that phase as well. Um, and it's funny because I'm still renting a I'm still renting an apartment. I I'm not even renting a house. Um, I'm still paying off my, my lease on my car. I'm still, uh, you know, still working a day job and everything. But at the same time, I feel like I've got this great yearning for doing something more, but not necessarily you know, buying the house or, or buying the car cash or buying a better car or, or whatever the case is. For me, I'm already starting to look beyond that because I feel that I've done enough to get to the point where I am now to see that if I push any further than this in the same direction, it's not necessarily going to give me that fulfillment that mm. I've been craving, that I've been yearning for. Because if I had to go back a couple of years, so just to just to quickly touch on, on some of my history, I mean, I moved out the house when I was 18 years old. I moved out the house. I didn't necessarily moving to the greatest place i just i could barely actually afford it i was living with a roommate at the time 
and we were barely making ends meet and some some months I was working on commission so some months I was actually doing really well for myself and I didn't think about saving money or anything and uh, putting it away for the months that the commission came in and it wasn't as great as it was the month before right so I've been through some really really tough times I think um, Leon you actually uh, we've, we've spoken mm. about this so many times yeah. but I've I've gone through some some ups and some downs all right yeah. I've gotten to a point where I'm not going to mention any names or make any allegations, but I came home one day and pretty much uh, my entire house was emptied out. Yep. So I had to pretty much start from the bottom and that was a very big setback for me. But really what I just wanted to mention is the fact that I've built myself up to a certain point from a, a, from a very, very low point now of taking responsibility straight out of high school, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, trying to figure it out myself, trying to make ends meet myself. And it was great and it was really terrible at times. But I've accomplished enough for me to, up to this point to see that this was the dream. This was this where I am right now has always been the dream. Just yeah. renting a big enough flat mm -hmm. where I've got a dedicated room to have an office desk set up <laughs> and do this kind of stuff, right? I have enough monitors so I don't have to switch between tabs the whole time or browser windows or whatever I've got a screen for everything so this has been the dream for such a long time and for me I've just realized that moving past that will not give me any additional benefit in life or give me any further fulfillment because even having this I've seen that there's still that very very tough yearning or great yearning within me to do something more and that's finding that purpose finding my purpose and I think um, to a large degree, that's what we've been talking about and what we've been connecting on for the last couple of years already. It's, it's really just moving past the physical realm and finding, looking deep inside yourself. And as Emily actually pointed it out, I think she said something like, it's, it's not about what you want, but what you give, um, mm -hmm. using your strength yeah. to serve others, right? So it's not about what you want at all. It's how can you give back and how can you give back, not necessarily in a monetary value and giving yeah, money out. Purpose is selfless. Purpose is selfless. And it's, it's, it, it, for me, it's always been a very big thing because I always try and think about, you know, I, th I think that purpose uh, won't get found if I start by giving little bit by little bit, right? I feel mm -hmm. like I have to give big. And I think that's what you and I have in common as well. Um, but to a certain extent, I feel that, you're starting small or starting somewhere is always a very good point um, to to focus on as well. To say that yes, one day we want we all want to be Bill Gates, right? Uh, doing a, donating a ton of money to to you know the the poorest regions in the world or the poorest countries in the world and uh, poorest communities. Yeah. We all want to do that kind of stuff, and I suppose it all just has to start one step at a time, um, just one little bit by one little bit, and eventually we'll get there. But it's really what gives you purpose in life um, that that stuck out to me, right? Is and I had to ask myself that question, and it is a very very difficult question to answer. I don't know about you, Leon. Don't you feel that that's the most difficult question to answer? If I had to ask you, yeah. do you have a purpose, or if you don't? Uh, what would you like your purpose to be? <laughs> you know, the funny, the funny thing is um, purpose is such an intimate topic and it's something probably my wife doesn't even know what I feel my purpose should be. And she's probably going to listen to this and agree and say, yeah, I don't really know what Leon's purpose is. And um, it's because it's, 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 it's very intimate. It's something that also changes all the time. It changes as the season changes. 
Um, for example, this year has been a tough year for me personally. Um, there's been some, you know, uh, curveballs that came our way. And I'm not just talking about the obvious COVID curveballs, some other ones as well. And um, so during times like these, I find I rediscover, reassess and, um, you know, move forward. Always trying to just, you know, before I'll always try and run. And if I can't run, I'll walk. And if I can't walk, I'll, I'll, I'll crawl and I'll never, ever like stop, you know. So and every time when I come back up, I find myself with a new purpose or something new fulfilling that I want to do. And that's fine. You don't need to be one. You don't need to be defined by one single purpose. You can have multiple purpose. As long as those purpose uh, purposes um, is devoted towards improving the world, improving people's lives, improving other people, um, you know, putting something forward and leaving something behind like a legacy or something that people can remember you by that exactly. uh, made impact on other people. It's absolutely important for me that one day when I die, because this is, a, this is absolutely... You know, the only fact in life is that we're all going to die, right? And uh, <laughs> how morbid is that? I didn't want to throw that into the <laughs> podcast. But, you know, it, it's true. It's a, it's a very... It's a reality. Uh, it's a reality. So when you pass on, yeah, and you, can't, you don't know whether that will be tomorrow by, a, you know, a train <laughs> running over you, off the, you know, or whether mm. it's through illness or whether you're going to be living till 94 with a very fulfilled life strong legacy you don't know so you need to start right now i think the um the only thing worse than action is inaction so you really need to start right now and think about it give it some thought i've always said to mana you know one of the things that's a really good idea and i i absolutely understand and empathize with the fact that this can't be done by most people but take a day and just get away from your office, get away from your family, get away from your wife and kids, go park by a dam in your car, go sit on a bridge, go sit on someone's roof of the house, go get into a spa or something, clear your head, leave your phone wherever, tell your wife if she wants to speak to you, she must literally, I don't know, send send a pigeon with a note or something because mm -hmm. you don't want to talk to anyone, just clear your head completely and utterly and sit and try and meditate meditate is something we'll get into in other shows um mm -hmm. and think about it really long and hard and find out what you think your purpose should be and then start working at it grind at it the only way that you're going to get purpose doesn't fall in your lap purpose is the hardest thing that you're ever going to achieve and it's the hardest thing to hold up right now we are trying to fulfill one of the parts of our purpose in this podcast but it's 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 going to be tough. There's going to be nights where myself and Mane don't want to record. That we just feel, you know, we got so buggered by work and the one guy's amped and the other's not. You know, so purpose is something you're going to have to put in the grit. You're going to have to work at it. And it's going to be so worthy of your time. It's going to be so worthwhile at the end of the line. That's that's right. I think the, the one thing that I also w would like to add to that as well is don't you think that... A lot of people have this this weird idea or concept of uh, you need to find your purpose. I, I don't think it's possible to find your purpose. I think most um, people don't know what to, it means. You need to exactly. You need to. I feel that you need to build your purpose or or pick your purpose, right? And in that case, there, uh, it's it's really being cognizant of 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 it and aware of it the fact that if you feel empty it's probably because if you go and assess your life 
you probably have no drive towards one specific direction. You might be just an autopilot. I think 90% of us will just go through life autopiloting and that's just human being. That's human nature. It's that that reptile brain that you find yourself driving to work the same route every single day and um, you're, you don't even realize that you've just you're completed another 20 minute trip to work and you can't even remember the last time that you actually saw uh, a white car around you or you saw a stop street right so it's sitting down and saying not i'm gonna you know just meditate on it and wait for the answer to magically appear in, in front of me right but it's rather saying what are you good at and how can you use that to serve others it's really as simple as that and i had to physically do that in my own life as well when I hit a downer, massive downer, and I was like, what am I, what am I missing? What am I missing? I've got everything. And then sometimes I go and I buy myself, um, you know, something new, something cute to add to the house. Uh, Leon, you do that a lot as well. And you find oh, yourself that it's not, <laughs> that it's just doesn't, it doesn't fulfill you. So I had to actually go and sit and self-assess my life and find out what is it that I'm missing. And when I saw this or when I heard this, uh, this TED Talk, the first thing that came to mind was, wow, you know, I feel like maybe that's where I'm lacking in that department. So maybe you feel that you're okay in the belonging department. Maybe you've got a good um, group of friends. Maybe you've got a ton of siblings that you can get along with and that uh, basically are your best friends. Maybe you're in the, the perfect relationship and you have the perfect sense of belonging in that sense. But maybe in purpose, you start lacking or you, you feel that that is the one pillar that is just that could use some work. And I had to uh, proactively go and sit and think about what am I good at and I actually had to go and write this down because I'm a list person I need to list things out so I had to go and list out what am I good at and how can I use that to my advantage to give back all right Leon the next topic here or the next pillar is transcendence now transcendence mm -hmm. as uh, you might have heard in the brief snippet uh, that we've shared in the beginning is really just as Emily would word it, losing all sense of self, right? Basically yep. transcending into or connecting to a higher reality, right? So um, she did mention that uh, some people find it in art, some people find mm -hmm. it in, in writing or she finds it in writing. For, for you, Lian, what is a transcendent moment and how would you best summarize transcendence in your own life or in a story that you've heard from a friend or of your wife or, or, mm -hmm. or of you? Yeah, so let's say, for example, I mean, we spoke a little bit about philanthropy now, or actually, we didn't mention the wording of philanthropy necessarily, but, but giving back or trying to help out somewhere. Um, it's all good and well to donate into a fund, for example, and you know that it's going towards a good cause. And absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. That is the that's beautiful. Everyone should should find the level of um, happiness or short-term happiness that that provides. But transcendence is when you actually, and this is just an example, this is something that I still thrive to want to go and do. I haven't done this, you know, and this is what I can imagine would be transcending, is to, instead of giving money, go to one of these places. Let's say, for example, you want to donate into an old age home. Go to one of these old age homes and go help an old granny uh, and make her coffee and sit and talk to her and tell her some jokes. Make her smile on the age of 94 in her mm. little wheelchair. Mm. That mm. will be absolutely transcending. I think that will mm. make you skyrocket 
for four weeks you'll be flying high on life but and i mean there's absolutely that in that in my mind and that's just one example it's probably you know very uh, cheesy example but it's 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 those are the kind of things when i think of when i think about transcendence is where you actually take your um your purpose you put it into action and then when you experience what that purpose can actually drive others to do or what that can do in people's lives and how you can contribute it takes you to a point where you feel i really feel like i did something good today and that's transcending so it's a, it's a it's a space that you go into it's it's a mindset that happens when mm. you realize without fact that this is no longer superficial this is not just my heart thinking that others need help and i mean we're focusing a lot on give, paying it forward and things like that because that's probably where our mind is at when it comes to purpose mm -hmm. there could be different purposes in life like discovering you know, life on other planets or something like that you know and they can i can imagine how transcending it can be the first time uh someone um, noticed uh water on mars you know and ice on mars it must have been that 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 guy probably still haven't come off of his high from discovering ice on mars so i'm just making mention and using my example as an example please don't think that it's all about yeah. philanthropy and giving back um, giving back comes in various different colors and shapes and forms. Yeah, no. So, I mean, from, from my point of view as well, I mean, just to give an example of, you know, I think my, my moment of transcendence started when I think I was about, wow, I think maybe five years old or maybe six years old. And we were at someone's house and we had to go get something out the garage uh, for my friend's dad. And there was this guitar standing there in the corner. And the first thing I did is I literally just ran my fingers through the strings. And that for me in that moment was amazing. And I just, I loved the sound or the feeling that it gave me just hearing just basic strings on a guitar and not really even playing anything, just basically running my fingers through the strings of that guitar. And that for me inspired or, or stuck with me for such a long time that when I reached the age of 12 or 13, I really just couldn't hold it in anymore. And I was bugging my mom for probably a year and a half to just buy me a guitar or get me a guitar somewhere or a secondhand guitar or, or something. And I wanted to learn how to play so badly. And at some point in my life, she managed to get me my very first uh, guitar. And I was so amped on that, but I couldn't, I had no, absolutely no one to teach me how to play. And for me, that you know, moment that I had when I was five or six years old was enough motivation to, to pick up basic chords or a chord sheet that came with the guitar and to actually start teaching myself. And in that moment, I think I felt so much transcendence and just completely forgetting about me, my physical being, um, the fact that I need to breathe, the fact that it's hot outside, the fact that it's cold in the room or mm. um, the fact that there's a breeze or that there's background noise or anything. It's me completely immersing myself in that moment when I started making music. And for mm. me, you mm. know, Lian, is it's, it's still an absolute very big part of my life. Oh, yeah. And to this day, I still, I still you know, write songs. I still compose songs. I wouldn't say it's, I'll ever be a professional at it and start earning massive bucks by it. But for me, it's just an absolute moment for myself that I can just isolate myself from the entire world. And I don't need to force myself to do this. It just 
it just happens it comes you feel it from time to time and like Leanne said some days you just don't feel it and it won't come and it won't happen but in in times that I actually really just feel I don't know just just weird about my life or just um, yeah a little bit overwhelmed if you will then I would pick up the guitar I would play a couple of chords I will compose a brand new song because in that moment you don't think about work you don't think about the stress of daily hustling and you're making ends meet and that's just music right so music is one form of transcending into another state of mind where you don't feel or realize your physical body actually being there yeah, or you, you don't focus I on I think it's a good one. I think that one will resonate with a lot of the listeners. I mean, that's something that's maybe a little bit more tangible is music. You, you're quite right. I mean, um, I, I grew up in a very musical house. I don't play any instrument now except the Nyesarev. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've got a lot of musical people around me. My grandfather was in a band. My dad plays. My mom sings and so on. And um, yeah, music is a very good one because I I I can really lose myself in in music sometimes. So yeah, you're actually you you're very right. If you can actually play and 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 lose yourself in the music, absolutely. And and you're you're on the receiving end of that. I've seen that happen so many times, Leon. When uh, you know, in the middle of the night on a Saturday or on a Friday night, I'll receive a WhatsApp um, video of you just. Just listening to a, to a good song, a good tune, you know, mm. and um, you wouldn't say yeah. a word. You'd pretty much just record yourself um, so that <laughs> we can hear the music and the good vibes that you have going on, and With you completely immerse no yourself in, in it. my body. Just to say, just, just, <laughs> exactly. Just, just for You're the completely sober. There. You're completely sober in that moment. Yes, Leon. For <laughs> all of for all of the listeners, uh, he was not dr drinking during these videos, and it wasn't just one time. This is a this is a you know, constant reoccurrence and it's your moment of just releasing yourself and in that moment yeah. even though you're taking a video of yourself i bet you you've never thought wow what do i look like right now you know no, um i didn't never. even like gel my hair That's or true. i didn't you know, in that moment you don't care what you look like no, what you feel you, you literally just immerse yourself in that moment so that's music but i mean for for lots of other people they have other hobbies or transcending moments right in in the sense that um my girlfriend for instance she loves drawing and sketching and for her that's mm. one thing that will completely strip her from the outside world and i've seen her um one or two times just drawing and she would be completely in a zone not caring or not mm. listening to anything that anyone says or anything that's happening around her she would completely immerse herself in that and that again ties into you know the the, the four pillars of building a meaningful life and i say building or creating a meaningful life because these things uh, if you don't really pay attention to it you might find that you just you're feeling off or you're feeling that something's missing or you're feeling a lack of fulfillment and in some point of life you would have to come mm. back and we'll talk about this i think in in one of the upcoming episodes as well it's about mm. mindfulness <laughs> and uh, we've heard this term so many times being thrown around right and i think a lot of people don't really fully grasp the concept a concept of what does it mean to be mindful you know it sounds so philosophical and all that right but it's seriously just the basics of knowing how you're feeling, being mindful of your feelings, being mindful of your life, and being um, you're 
actively trying to identify yes yes identify what is missing and try and work on that and that's what we're talking about when we're saying creating uh, a meaningful life or building Mm. a meaningful Mm. life that is sustainable happiness right so happiness comes and it goes finding joy happiness happiness comes and goes joy kind of stays behind that's what you feel like permanently happiness is acute you can have a new year's function and you'll be very very happy during that time next morning after all the bubbly you might not feel that great but joy um, sticks around that's a culmination of your purpose your belonging your gratitude that you've got towards life all those things culminates into providing joy in your life yeah absolutely all right so and then the last one here storytelling so storytelling in the sense of what story are you telling yourself now leon um i bet you've got some some stories that you tell yourself on a daily basis i know that i've heard a couple of them Mm. um you know i'm just i'm 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 not a third person i just don't I, i don't like working out um it's just it's not in my personality trait it's just not who i am right and now you went to the doctor um, or you, you started watching your, your heart rate on your Apple Watch or your iWatch <laughs> and you realized that your resting heart rate is not what it's supposed to be. And no. now, you're, now you're telling yourself, maybe I can be that person, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So now story, storytelling is pretty much the last point. You know, that's where, um, you know, you've done all the work. You figured out your purpose. Um, your purpose helps you transcend and all these things. Now you kind of leave a long-lasting message behind. And I mean, the important thing to note here is that you're the author. It's not like you're going to go buy a book and there's nothing you can change about it. All of this can change. Um, there's a lot of people that do a lot of bad things. And it's important for them to know that that's not their destiny. That doesn't need to be their destiny. It's not ever. It's written in in, in pencil you can wipe it out you can change it you can make it whatever it is and you make it your own so never ever ever and we live in a world now and i mean this again warrants an entire topic of its own where we compare ourselves with other people all the time you go on mm. social media mm. you go on facebook you look at people you're this guy just bought a new beamer or this these people are again in paris um, you don't know if uh, you know just after he took that picture him and his wife walk in two different directions and they don't even hold mm. hands. You don't know yeah. that. Um, yeah. You know, so there's all these little things in life at the moment and I'm not, I'm not one here to frown upon social media and things like that. I've got my own little opinion about it and we'll probably again do another show about that as well. But, um, you know, we are indoctrinated and brainwashed by all of the social media and data points throughout the day where we scroll through social media, we scroll th- scroll through Instagram, you don't really see fat people and ill people and ugly people and people struggling on those platforms. You just mm-hmm. see the best parts of people's lives. And this gives you this mm-hmm. sense of, of, of not having any self-worth and you don't belong and you, you start messing up this whole point of finding meaningful life where you don't know if you belong anymore. You don't know. These people seem to have purpose. What's my purpose? How did I, how, I'm the same age as this person. Why can't I do all this cool stuff and be in Thailand, it seems like, every week? You know, so don't compare yourself with someone else. Your story is your story and your story is unique. That's, that's all right. I think um, even just mentioning the fact that you're scrolling through 
through social media and you're seeing all the great things that people are doing in their lives is such a powerful point in itself when you start touching on the topic of storytelling because in that sense there you don't know what that person has gone through to to get to where they are or to to post that photo even so maybe things are going well for them now and that's the first time that they're actually posting a photo you don't know their story right but at the same time i mean when you think about your own story as well I think that a lot of people are confined in that or, or placed into a box and they place themselves in that box a lot of the times or, or someone has placed them in that box and they can't get themselves out. In the little box that you grew up poor and uh, you're always going to be poor. It's your, your, father's, your father and your mother were poor when they grew up. Your grandparents were poor when they grew up and that is just the way the family goes, right? Uh, and it's I'm not saying life is all about money, but it's that thing of climbing out of it and saying, even though we went through struggles, you know, as a kid, even though, you know, my mom or my dad or uh, my uncle went through struggles when they were kids, that's not me. I can rewrite my own story. And that I think is the power behind it and saying that what am I telling myself about myself, as Emily said, right? What are you telling yourself about yourself? And you can go and edit that. You can go and rewrite that entire story in any say, in any sense or shape or any form that you want to. So you literally are the only person that can control your life. Actually, on that topic, right, Leon, um, talking about you are the only person that can control your life. Um, you know, I've seen so many people having or, or, or facing a lack of responsibility of their own life. It's very easy and very simple to point the finger and say, you know about the circumstances, you know about COVID, okay, um, I'm not playing COVID down, COVID is a really, really bad thing that hit us all and a lot of people lost jobs, a lot of people sure. are suffering because of it, but a lot of people like to point fingers at, you know, the Maybe situation, exactly, point fingers at the situation, point fingers at the way, um, you know, at their past or the way that they treated uh, you, right, so, throwing your hands up in the air and saying, yeah, but you know, nobody even appreciates me at my job. So why should I actually put in any effort, right? Um, no, I feel that we should all start by thinking to ourselves, what are we taking responsibility for? Because it's yeah. your life. You yeah. are literally the only person that can make a change in your life. So no I feel that you should, you. yes. And I feel that you should own up to that, um, to that responsibility and step up and say, I am in a bad situation, yes, but what am I gonna do about it? Not, okay, yeah, but I'm just gonna sit around and wait for someone else to come and fix my situation and I'm gonna just complain about it and walk around uh, complaining about it, but what can I do to make my life better? Um, just to fill in on that as well, I've noticed that there's, you know, this will be one of my last closing uh, comments but there's a lot of people that do not have a sense of responsibility for their own actions and for their life and their destiny and i think it's very important to realize that after the age of let's maybe call it 25 ish you you're on your own man <laughs> you know there's this thing about uh, i i don't want to say that people don't care but people don't care even if it's your brothers or your sisters they've got their own lives at that point they've got their own kids they've got their own uh, financial burden they've got their own struggles so it's not that they don't care but they can't really be too worried about everyone anymore 
So if 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 life deals you um, a couple of bad cards, don't go and sit on a on a heap and and cry and think that things are just going to work itself out or something's going to drop out of the sky. You have to take responsibility for your situation. You have to rewrite your own story. You're literally the author of your story. So you need to pick yourself up from the dust. Ooh, and I know this is absolutely much, much easier said than done. Uh, absolutely. So if you need to take a couple I was, days. I was just going to say that, yes. Yeah. If you need a couple days to work through it, just know that no one's necessarily going to come through and do it for you. So at yeah. some point, you got, you're going to have to pick yourself up. Take one step, then take two, then start walking, then start running. And that's mm. the only way that you're going to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not saying, it's not saying that I just went through a really tough patch or a bad patch. I've been, I've been through some really bad breakups, some really tough ones. And that, for instance, has, you know, has the power of knocking a person down. Um, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. In some cases... Um, I assume that you know, that could even last a couple of years. You know, the, the amount of heartache you suffer and everything just because of a relationship that didn't pan out the way that you thought it would. So it's not saying that you get up the next day and start just fighting and taking responsibility for yourself. No, at sometimes I feel that you need to take some time to lick your wounds. It's as simple as that. And I think that's one thing my girlfriend actually taught me is... Uh, yeah, I think I'm very, very hard on myself at sometimes, especially when it comes to to beating myself up about silly things that went wrong in my life, and I feel absolute crap about it. And I just want to get up the next day and I want to start walking and I want to start running. And it's mm. like I can't. I I physically can't get out of bed or I physically just can't even build up the energy to pull myself away from the TV or anything like that. And She's literally taught me to just, it's okay. It's okay to take some time. It's okay mm. to take some time to lick your wounds. And then when you feel up to it, start doing it. Because you will. You will at some point get sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, right? At some point, you will grow <laughs> yes. um, tired of it. Don't you feel like that sometimes? Jeez. That where life has just yeah. dealt you a nasty card and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm down, I'm out, whatever. And yeah. then you wake up one day and you're like, oh, you know, I can't do this. I can't pity myself anymore. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. So it's all about, um, I mean, if, if, if life deals you a difficult blow, 100%, take your time, work through it. Try and do it at, you know, a, a comfortable speed, but as fast as possible. You know, I, I always believe and I'm a very firm believer in that, as again we talked about uh sleeping habits and stuff like that but i i don't like to waste life i don't i don't want to waste life on negative thought i don't want want to waste life stuck in a rut so yes. um and and again i don't want to be idealistic and say that you need to just immediately get over stuff there's some things that people never get over of i mean the you know loss of a child for example um you'll probably never get over it you just learn to live with it and to cope with it um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it comes, it comes to, um, you know, take those blows, try and try and learn from it. I mean, Will Smith, the same dude that I spoke about earlier in pursuit of happiness, um, he, he made a speech and I'm going to paraphrase. I can't remember exactly what, it, what he was saying, but he mentioned something about um, he always drives himself to the point of fear because before that, um, everything he knows, he knows. 
but he can only learn from pushing himself beyond that fear. Everything he learns and everything that comes wow. new sits behind that fear. Yes. So he has to, for example, he was afraid of heights. So what does he do? He chucks himself out of an airplane in Dubai and he, he, he you know, skydives. And yes. he's learned from that. And it's the same with life experiences. Life experiences do build you up. Yes, like and I know there's a lot of them that do break you down. And some of them stick and some of them don't ever get better. But it all comes down to, if we look at the topic of today, your belonging, your purpose, transcendence, and your story. Um, at the end of the day, you need to think about what do you leave behind? What's your story going to be about? How do you want to feel on a daily basis and what's your purpose? Is this going to do you any favors? If you're going to sit in this rut and, and, and not work through it and not find a way to bully yourself out of it, is it going to serve you good? Is it going to be... Um, you know, a good approach to just sit and be a muck all day. It's not, it's definitely not. I can't see any circumstance or situation where that's going to be helpful at all. Um, mm. You know, if you need help, get help. If you need friends, um, or <laughs> not if you need friends, but if you need to speak to someone, phone your friends, speak to your family, speak to a psychiatrist, get some help, mm. get yourself up and going, find your purpose again. Put one foot in front of the other. You don't need to run and sprint straight away. Just put one foot in front of the other. Don't stand still and don't waste time. So there was this one specific um, chapter or something that I read in in that exact same book that we spoke of in the previous uh, episode of Zig Ziglar, uh, Born to Win. If you haven't checked it out, uh, go check it out. I think it, it really had a massive impact on my life as well. Um, you can find it in episode two in the show notes. Uh, we will link to the audiobook if possible, or or somehow find a link to it. Right, Zig Ziglar, Born to Win. Uh, but he did mention there is you got to keep on going until you have nothing left to fear, but fear itself. And that also struck me as extremely amazing and powerful uh, because. All that means is that all of the potential, all of the untapped potential that you're currently sitting on is literally just hiding behind fear. It's that mm. fear of what's going to happen. Mm. All right, guys. So just to summarize on what it is that we addressed here today, right? The four pillars of building a meaningful life, um, specifically based on this TED Talk uh, by Emily. And if you go and have a look at the show notes, go and review it, go and have a look at it. But we said in the beginning, in our introduction, that we are going to leave you with some actionable steps, right? Some actionable advice and real life tips, tricks, or tools, right? So this is what I want from you for this week. This is something that has changed my life that I feel is an action step, is to take these four pillars, write them down, all right? It's belonging, purpose, transcendence, and storytelling. Write them down and then go and ask yourself, Right mm. after this podcast, right up after mm. this episode, go ask yourself, in which one of those four pillars do I feel I need to work in my own life, right? Which one of yeah. those four pillars are lacking? Because I promise you now that once you identify those lacking pillars or, or those pillars that you can strengthen or build on top of, you will automatically start discovering more meaning within yeah. your life and automatically start finding more, not happiness, but joy. That's what Leon Absolutely. said. So do some introspection, you know, go go through these four points. I think a lot of people, so the reason this podcast um, started is because if you think about meaning of life, a lot of people generalized, uh, just brushes over it and think about, 
no, no, meaning of life, whatever, you know, I'm going to do some good, I'm going to have some kids and make some money and buy a farm one day. But people don't actually break it up into things that, uh, you know, actionable points and steps and what it actually means. So literally go and write these four things down and then put yourself on the spot or even ask someone very close to you, like a spouse, to help you evaluate where you sit within those. Um, you know, what, what, is, what do you feel around belonging, your purpose? When do you feel, feel transcendent and how can you get more of that? You know, for some people, it's um, joining a church choir, you know, then do that. Go, go participate in a church choir. For some people, it's doing, um, you know, martial arts or, or being involved in CrossFit. You know, that's definitely not me. Um, I, <laughs> but, you know, go do more of that. That is the feeling that's going to build your story. It's going to build everything that you are about. Great. Yeah, exactly. And then just um, be cognizant and be aware of these four pillars because they can, you know, on an ongoing basis be improved or be checked in with, uh, mm. with yourself, right? So you They're can constantly... Static, yeah every yeah, exactly every single time you feel that i'm feeling a little bit down maybe go through this list again and, and ask yourself uh, do i still have a sense of belonging um with the people that i hang out with with the with the place that i work at right that's a very important thing as well um, do you have a sense of belonging because if you're not happy at work maybe that's where you're where you're lacking how can you fix that does that mean you need to go and start looking for another job or does that mean you need to get more involved right in the sense of purpose do i have purpose if not what am i good at to basically um, use your strengths to serve others, right? 100%. In, in transcendence, um, looking uh, at, at what exactly do I have a passion for, an absolute passion for, or that I, can, that I have enough interest in. Maybe you're not a musician. Maybe you're not a sketch artist. Maybe you're not into music to the fact that you can lose yourself in it immensely and forget about every, all of your worries and stresses, right? But maybe you just have a slight spark of interest in a certain direction, uh, that you feel you want to go and explore and go and do that, right? In the storytelling, again, ask yourself, what is it that I tell myself on a daily basis, right? Uh, did my circumstances become my reality? And uh, is that forming my, my future? Is that forming the story, as Leon mentioned, that uh, your people that I will leave behind when, when people are asked about me, when I'm no longer here? What is that story that you're telling yourself on a daily basis because of the circumstances you've, you've been in and how can you rewrite that? So go and write down those four. That is your action step in this episode. All right, I really hope guys that this has been extremely informative for you. If you like the content or if you feel that you want to just add onto the show uh, and add something or share your thoughts on it, please reach out to us. Please rate us, please review us. And as always, if you enjoyed the content, please share it with your friends. And that is it from myself, Mono and Leon. <laughs> Thanks for joining everyone. I think it was very informative. It went a bit deep. I think it was um, really all the way to the bone. But I think um, hopefully a lot of people gathered a lot of good information from this session. I think the way we broke it up, I think um, it, it puts it into a little bit more digestible way. So yeah, next week we'll be diving into what are we doing next week, Mano? Tell the listeners. Next week we are planning on looking at finances. We made some promises in our first yeah, couple sure. of uh, in our first episode, so we're gonna look into finances. The the one thing that Leon dreads. So, uh, yeah, so please so, stay so tuned. I'll be I'll be a listener myself on that episode. I'll get advice from Mona. He's the guru around finances. 
Yeah, so we're going to share the two different insights as to how I handle my finances, some of the things that have worked for me, some of the things that haven't worked for me, and then starting to touch a little bit on Leon's finances. Yeah, I'll be the relatable subject on the episode. Exactly. So please stay tuned for that episode. We're looking forward to having you there. And thank you once again for joining us in this episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. This is me signing off. Marno. I'm Leon. Thanks and see you guys on the next one.